1: the biggest star on ESPN is Stephen A. Smith. That's the bottom line. He's got a podcast, No Mercy, but it's K-N-O-W. It's kind of cute, I think. No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. He's got a new memoir coming out, and it's called uh, Straight Shooter, due to come out January 17th of next year, just a couple of weeks away now, where Stephen A. talks about his career growing up basically, you know, poor kid in Hollis, Queens, and uh, going on to become a great writer in Philadelphia. And now, like I said, he is the face and voice of ESPN. He's a tremendous talent. I don't agree with everything Stephen A says. In fact, I disagree with a lot of it. But uh, I have to admit, he is a tremendous talent, and I like him. Here he is, Mr. ESPN himself, the great Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., how are you, buddy?
0: Well, first of all, Sid, I appreciate the introduction, especially how on point you are. Because I got a lot of love for you and I don't agree with everything you say, Ethan. So thank you for that <laughs>
1: introduction, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas and congratulations on all your Merry success. Christmas. Yeah, you're welcome, man. The the book and the and the podcast and all you're doing at ESPN. I guess I have to start, Steve, with this Whitney Griner story. And I want every American home. I want every American home. But I would never have done this deal, not in a million years. I got to tell you, I, wouldn't have, I would not have done this deal for the Marine, for Paul Whalen. That's how dangerous this merchant of death is. But that hasn't stopped people from celebrating Grinder back in the United States. Uh, what did you say about it?
0: Well, first of all, I hear you loud and clear. I would have done it because... They had no choice. Their attitude was, listen, they wanted to get more. They tried to get more. I think that uh, there was another woman that was released thereafter. They didn't even know it was in a Russian penal colony uh, until the Britney Griner thing unfolded. So I think we'll see things unfold in the days and weeks to come that will say it's about more than Britney Griner. But this is the importance of, of people like yourself, me, and various others. We disagree, but I completely, completely wholeheartedly respect where you're coming from. Although I would have made the decision that the government made, I totally understand where somebody like yourself is coming from. You have a situation where she's a WNBA star, she's a two-time gold medalist, she's a national champion, one of the most celebrated female athletes in this nation's history, who was participating in competition over there. And then the situation was politicized, and she found herself in that quandary. But what was, what was exchanged for her was a guy that is considered the merchant of death, that was a, no, a, a notorious arms dealer that we had in our company that once plotted to kill American citizens. When you have folks like yourself saying, I would not have done the deal, there's no one who should be standing up in an uproar going off about you as if you're off your rock and you're completely wrong and insensitive, and all of this other stuff. It's a personal it's 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 a it's personally reasonable position or perfectly reasonable position for you to take again, I feel differently than you. But in the same breath, I totally understand where you're coming from, and you have every right to feel the way that you
1: feel. Well, that was well done. I have to say, Stephen A. Smith, this is why he gets the big bucks. That was really well done, and, and I respect where you're coming from. I just, I will say this, Steve, right. and this is the one thing that gets me about ESPN. I mean, I love when you talk sports. You know how close I am with Chris Russo, Dog will be on on Friday. Him and I worked together for years yes. at WM. When you two yeah. do your thing together, it is the most entertaining uh, part of television. But I got to tell you, over the Mm -hmm. years, Steve, all this stuff, I don't care about black. I don't care about female. I don't care about gay. I am so tired of all of it. Just give me the sports as if everybody was the same color, the same gender. I think ESPN Mm -hmm. spends way too much time shoving that stuff down our throat. And I got to tell you, Steve, half the country, we don't care. We just want the sports. Well,
0: let me first of all, let me say this to you. As a registered independent who usually leans left because I'm the kind of person that is of the mindset that, you know, live and let live and what have you. Um, I also happen to be friends with conservatives like Sean Hannity, like Mark Levin, who feel identical to what you just
1: did. They they love you, by the way. In fact, Mark Levin will be on this show tomorrow. Both of those guys love you.
0: I I, I got love for them, too. And, you know, you got people in my own community calling me a sellout and (laughs) <laughs> All these other kind of names because I know and get along with guys like that. They can get the hell over it. I, you know what? These guys, I think they're good guys. They're just hardcore conservatives. And I, don't, I think they're rigid in terms of they're not budging from, from what they believe. And I respect it, even though I don't agree with them half the time. But damn it, half the time I do agree with them. At half the time they do make points. And just because you're a Republican doesn't mean that you're wrong. There's a lot of Republicans that make a hell of a lot of sense. I don't like the extreme on either side. I don't like the MAGA Republicans and how they conduct themselves, and I don't like the woke culture on the left and how they conduct themselves. I'm a guy that leads towards the center. Having said all of that, what I would say is this to you. Pay attention to the athletes we're covering. We are covering sports. We're not deviating from sports. The fact of the matter is these are the kind of things that invade the sports world. So because it invades the sports world, it's incredibly relevant to what these athletes are enduring while they're having to fulfill their obligation of going on the court or field of play to perform. So when we're talking about it, it's not like we're bringing something up that has nothing to do with sports, and we're invading your sports feel, your sports vibe. It's those things that actually happen that's the athletes, the coaches and stuff like that have brought attention to. The shootings that went on, Uvalde, Texas, and various other players places. Steve Kerr is the coach for the Golden State Warriors who's now the reigning defending champions. During the finals and he goes ballistic during the playoffs and he goes ballistic about it, you know. He comes up at the press conference and he's going off because it's on these guys' minds. And they come from a community where so many of these things transpire, Sid, that they're saying, when y'all going to pay attention to this? Y'all come up to us asking us about basketball, and y'all want us to shove all of this aside and just act like these things don't exist because we've got a game to play. Hell no, we are not doing that. And when they say that to you, we don't really have much of a choice but to listen to that because they're not wrong. And so that's what I say to the Mark Levins, the Sean these of the world, and others. When Sean was complaining about Colin Kaepernick and stuff like that, and Mark as well, I said to both of them, excuse me, guys, when did the games get postponed because of it? <laughs> the game was supposed.
1: That's funny. They still
0: play. Yeah. Nobody, nobody nobody interrupted the game. You still got your sixty minutes of football.
1: Make it be. Sometimes it just is what it is. That's what makes America America. With your <laughs> Steve's great. Stephen A. Smith. No Mercy is uh, the podcast, and his new memoirs coming out, which I really can't wait to read. I will read it right away. Straight Shooter will hit the bookstores and Amazon January seventeenth of next year. Just it's a couple of weeks away. You know, Steve, I'm also I'm old. I'm getting older. You know, last week, Larry Bird celebrated a birthday, so I played part of his Hall of Fame induction speech on the day he became a Boston Celtic. And I'm so guilty, Stephen. I tell all my young guys here, I got three young guys on the show. They love the NBA. I go, you don't know what's good. And I was growing up, I had Bird, Jordan, Magic, Isaiah, Ewing, Robinson, blah, 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 and they try to sell me on today's NBA, which I will admit, you do a tremendous job, tremendous with the NBA. But I just can't. I can't love these guys like I did 20 years ago. Am I getting old impatient? What's the issue?
0: You have every right not to love these guys. And anybody who tells you differently is full of it. Okay, good. <laughs> Here's the reality of the situation. Here's the reality of the situation. The athletes, to better, are significantly more talented, on average, than the, than, than the athletes from years earlier. The flip side to it is the heart, the commitment to excellence, the dedication sometimes doesn't appear to be as obvious because there's so much money involved. Everybody's thinking, you sign nine-figure contracts and you start engaging in lower management because you're plotting and planning for your next contract and stuff like that. A Sid Rosenberg sees something like that. He sees right through that. It appalls him. The Mad Dog Russo, it appalls him, etc., etc. Now, it's not always clear, cut, and dry because a lot of times players get blamed are more of a priority than regular season and all of this other stuff. So that's a story that needs to be told. But on the surface, just looking on from the outside, you have every right to feel the way that you feel. And anybody who says uh, otherwise is being disingenuous and unfair to you.
1: Tell me about my Knicks before I get to your uh, great memoir coming out in a couple of weeks. They've won four straight. They added Jalen Brunson. Uh, Julius Randle is playing more like he did two years ago, Stephen A. I know they're not the best team in the East, not even close. Not going to be playing right. for an NBA championship this year. But if you're a Knicks fan, should you feel optimistic that we're getting better every day?
0: No, not to me. Um, <laughs> first of all, I... just first of all, your, 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 your schedule. We'll see once the new year hits and things get a bit more thick what you do, number one. Number two, they should have had Donovan Mitchell. And number three, the reasons why they don't have Donovan Mitchell is what she really, really rake our nerves. You have a president of basketball operations, Leon Rose, uh, who I've known for over 20 years and I find to be a good man. But I'm appalled with how he's led from the standpoint of refusing to talk to the media, hiding behind uh, MSG and Jim Dolan's network. Because, you know, it displays no accountability. You don't want to answer questions. Like, for example, why is a guy that got, got fired by Minnesota and Gershon Rojas, a friend of Leon Rose, that you bring on, why is he the one negotiating with Danny Ames to get Donovan Mitchell instead of you? Why weren't you on the phone working that angle? See, these kind of things, the New Year, it shows that the New York, as things change, they still stay the same. You get in your own way. And so what we find watching the Knicks on a continuous basis is Julius Randle and these other guys elevating their level of play with Jalen Brunson obviously being a steady head at the point guard spot. The problem, however, is that where's that guy that you give the ball and say, go ahead and get me one? When it really, really counts in the money time. It can't be any of the dudes you have. They're all going left. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, they're all going left. No matter what, just wait for their left hand. They're coming to you. Okay? You need somebody else. You needed a star like Donovan Mitchell. You You don't have
1: him. Oh, God, it's so well said. Exactly what I said to my friends for years. I mean, the Nets have a couple of those guys. They still can win. That's the whole other story. Uh, I want to get to your memoir coming out, Steve in a couple of weeks, again, called Straight Shooter. Your story is a great story. Again, growing up in Hollis, Queens, writing in Philadelphia all those years, going through the ranks at ESPN, and now in your deserved place as uh, their number one guy, and you are that guy, whether you want to admit it or not. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. It doesn't matter. You are. Uh, so tell us about this uh, Straight Shooter coming out in a couple of weeks.
0: Well, it's a story about my life. It's my memoir. Um, and people have been after me to write a few years. I never wrote it, Sid, because I had promised my mother I would never write it. She made me promise her that I would never write the book until she died. When did she pass she away? When, when did she pass away, Steve? She passed away, in 20, she passed away in 2017. I'm sorry. She passed away in game one, game one of the NBA finals, oh. uh, Cleveland, <sighs> Cleveland versus Golden State. Uh. Uh, she, passed away that, she passed away that morning. Sorry. So, you know, she. Thank she I appreciate it. She, she made me promise never to write the book because she knew the things that I would talk about. She knew the things that I would reveal about my upbringing, particularly my relationship with my father and some of the specifics that entailed. And my mother was incredibly, incredibly private and never wanted me to say anything and made me promise that I wouldn't say anything until she passed away. Um, so she passed away in 2017. My father passed away in 2018. It took me three and a half years to even get it started because I really, really didn't want to do it. But it was time, and my sisters and them said, they gave me their blessing, my four older sisters, and then I did that, and I wrote about that, and I wrote about all the trials and tribulations that I've had in my career, especially my time at ESPN. It's all in the book, and it's motivational from the standpoint. It just really highlighted the hope that you can overcome anything. Put your mind to it, put your heart to it, you can make it happen.
1: Are you happy now? I, I, I mean, I, I thought I read something a couple of weeks ago, Stephen. Uh, what I read, you're making close to ten million. If that's private, I'm sorry, but uh, you're the number one guy at that network. Okay. Are, are, are you happy now? Are you happy?
0: Um, I'm I'm, I'm okay. I've got, I've got two beautiful daughters. I've got a tremendous family. Um, you know, and I love what I do for a living. Uh, so in that regard, I, I, I'm happy. But you know, to see the world the way that it is. You know, I'm just not about just me. You know, I want the world to be a better place. I wish that we all act better. I wish that we all came together. I wish that we remembered the definition of compromise. That's what I loved about the midterm elections, the fact that, you know, America sat up there and said, to both the left and the right, work together, damn it. Figure it out and stop bringing us down this abyss that you've created for us. And so I like that. And, And when I see the world growing up in New York City, Seeing the crime, seeing what's transpiring in the streets and what have you. It's as worse it's as bad as I've ever seen it. Yep. And for me, that concerns me, that bothers me. So I never want to use the word happy, but I'm blessed. I'm far more fortunate than others. I recognize that there's a lot to be happy about, but I'm constantly on my ground and I'm constantly on a mission to make a difference in any way that I can. And so for me, sometimes that comes with the ugliness of reality. Mm-hmm prevent you from being as happy as you would like to be but you strive
1: on well said that's why i become uh, very close with the mayor here eric adams he's a democrat i'm a republican i don't care i think we come together sure. on both sides we help fix this city he respects me i respect him that's right, and that's what it's all about hey listen man you uh, are you're great you are great good luck with the podcast good luck with the book merry christmas happy holidays please keep coming back god bless you steve great job i love you thanks pal yeah.
0: Man, man, a happy holiday to you and yours, and I'm happy to come on any time you call, buddy. You take
1: care. Good luck to you. There he is, the great Stephen A. Smith. Well, wow, that was a terrific conversation.